It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. I'm Gavin. With me this week, I have Andy and Pete for the latest version of Winners and Losers. This week, we're going to talk about Ireland and Stephen Kenny, Gabby Agbonlahor, the LFC legends, and Gareth Sauke. Um We're going to be going over here in an hour because FIFA 23 is loading. I'm being honest <laughs> with you. Um, so there you go, up front and on a switch. This show is brought to you by Bobby's Wish to Walk. He is 6,400 euros short of his 150,000 target. Um, so if, I, I really hope this gets done in the next week or two. But that's what the show is brought to you by. There is a couple of ads in the middle, I'm going to warn you. But we have to read them out so we can pay the fucking bills. Because it costs about four grand to light um, all of us up. Um, <laughs> uh, that's the way it's gone in Ireland. Um, no, Andy, is it not cheaper over in Spain? No, 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 sure. They, they don't get on with the rules. It is, it is a little bit. Both. I mean, everything is more expensive in Ireland, as you boys know. Much yeah, but, like but the government are going to give us all 600 euro in credit um, for our energy bills in the new. That's in the not budget. to be sniffed at, to be fair. It's not to be sniffed at, but what they're going to do is you're going to find that 600 euro over a year, right, is 50 quid a month, and your mm. bill is going to go up. 150 quid a month accordingly yeah, yeah. exactly so it's basically just telling you that uh, your bill won't go up 150 your bill is going to go through the fucking roof in the next mm, three to four be grand boy are you, are you just going to wear all the jumpers <laughs> honestly it's going through the fucking roof i was talking to a guy the other day that runs a shop and his electricity bill and maintenance you know utility bills 50 grand mm. a year in the shop he reckons it'll be somewhere between 100 and 150 grand a year oh, over the next disgusting. 12 months. 
Yeah, so there you go. So basically what they'll do is they'll just tell you, we're going to let them charge you whatever the fuck you want. We're going to give you this little bit back. In. But anyway, we're not on here. But this isn't fucking Eddie Hobbs show. Um, winners and losers, you're all very welcome. If you're in the chat, throw in your comments. Hit the like button if you want, but we, you know, we don't... We don't insist on it. If you want to subscribe, you can if you want. Again, we don't uh, insist on it. But we're going to start with Pete's winner of the week. Is that right, Pete? Yeah, go on. You go. Shoot. Steve and Kenny for me. Listen, right. uh, a huge fan, obviously, you know, the way, what he's what he's trying to do, what the way he's going about it. Uh, I know, you know, all the naysayers, including Martin O'Neill the other night, will say that... Um, you know, it's a results business, and it is. But if we're going to toe the line, of, Martin O'Neill um, said this. He did on oh, on one of the broadcasts. The, the he, was, he was having a go, having a go, mm. as he's entitled to. At the end of the day, I'm not too sure he is. But go on. Well, but for me, if I'm being honest with you, you know, it's the first time I've been excited about the way Ireland play football. Um, I mean, to to give an example, I've never seen, not in my lifetime, an Ireland team that looked so lethal on the break. Only missing, you know that, you know that lethal finish. To be quite honest, I thought Troy Troy Parrott's chance was was gilt edged. I mean, if, how many goals would Robbie Keane get in this team? It's it's a, it's another conversation. But he's they, the FAI seem to be allowing him to get on with what he wants to do, and that's you know from back play from back to front. There's a lot of lads in that side that are comfortable with the ball, you know, with that, you know, com, coming out from the back. I like the look of Josh Cullen, for example, in the middle of the park. He looks comfortable, looks like look looks neat and tidy. The young lad Knight looks like he's got a bit about him. We seem to have a bit about us all over the park. And to be honest with you, Obafemi looks like one of the quickest players I've ever seen in a green short. The only thing we were missing a little bit maybe was somebody to make it stick up top in there in at times when when you kind of needed that little bit extra. We got at Scotland. We seem to be getting our teams out of position, out of possession, and we're lethal on the break. That trust the FAI seems to be trusting Stephen Kenny, trusting what he's very, very good at, and that's getting teams to play football. For me, Stephen Kenny, you know, for me, listen, we lost the game ultimately, but on another night you beat Scotland. You score once in the first half, you probably get two or three in the second with a better finish or with more luck in front of the goal. Scotland huffed and they put and they puffed, but for me, we look like a f- serious football team again. Big winner, Stephen Kenny. <clears throat> Andy Ireland, Stephen Kenny. You don't, I don't, I, I don't think you watch much of Ireland, but just from probably the outside looking in, what you're taking? Yeah, well, now I mean, like a lot of people have kind of fallen out love with international football as a general rule. I think it's just become an inconvenience more than that, and World Cups don't feel anything anymore European championships uh, these breaks are disruptive to the the football that we want to watch all the time as much as you know I'd, I'd love to see Ireland get get better again but it just I just haven't had that you know it just doesn't get me up for it anymore Um, I went to watch the Ireland team train a couple of months ago with Stephen Kenny and I was very impressed uh, with with you know what he what he's doing there, the commitment the players have, there's a great togetherness. It made me want to get into it again. But it, I don't know, Gav. I just, I just, I just, they just don't do it for me anymore. And international football as a general rule doesn't do it anymore. But certainly, um, there should be absolutely no talk of letting Kenny go. He's definitely took the Ireland team in the right direction, um, and maybe he will grasp. Are interested again? I'm not speaking for everyone 
that's just the way I feel about it. I don't really have much of a desire to go, but it's it's probably the closest I've ever been to wanting to to start going to the Aviva again. Um, and look, what what he has dealing with the players he has available to him is excellent. Um, you know, uh, I I've no interest in them. Right, not 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 this current setup, but Trapatoni and O'Neill done my head in because look, we were brought up on Oloy was brought up on Jack Charlton being the Irish manager, right? And he it was the complete opposite with Jack Charlton. He had an array of talent at his disposal, but he went away about a way of playing where he hit balls long into channels. The forward would walk off that, get the ball to fullbacks and put the ball in the box and we played two up front, usually like the likes of an Aldridge and Cascarino going back into the late 80s. Um, and that's the way we played. And as an Ireland were ranked probably toward a fourth <coughs> in the world or something, something ridiculous uh, <laughs> around 1989, 1990. It was mad. Um, and that's the way he done it. But he got results, right? And, okay, Trapatoni gets them to... It was a Euros in 2012, was it in Poland or something mm. like that, wasn't it? Um, mm. And then they get to France in 2016 under O'Neill. But I knew going there, you know, watching them both go there, you're going to go, these are going to get shown up for what they are. And it was a decent team that neither played percentage football or played football. There was no, there was no in between. They were caught in some sort of time warp um, under Trapatoni in particular, um, which was horrendous. This team, though, and I, I only watched the highlights of the game the other night, but this team, to me, like you said, would get you back interested. International football is the pits because they keep playing these fucking nation leagues game that, that give you points towards your Euro qualifiers or your seeding, and then you go and you try qualify, and then it's all over the place, and it doesn't hold yeah. much interest for an awful lot of people. I say there's loads of people out there that used to watch international football and just don't anymore. But... When it comes to Stephen Kenny, Kev makes a good point. He said the 19s and the 21s look like they're going to go to championships over the next little while. And you know what? That could be a good <coughs> point for the next five, ten years or whatever it might be. I think the whole Brexit thing has helped as well because there's a lot more players staying in Ireland for that extra year or two and getting really good grounding before they might go to England. And they're, yeah. they're, getting, they're getting higher standard moves to England than they would have five, ten years ago where they're just going down to play for fucking someone in the Vanarama League, you know, where they're getting championship and league one moves now. Now, they're not the top level, but they're getting moves where they can progress and one or two steps up the ladder is a really high quality of football. Having said that, (coughs) there's no other option out there for me. I leave Kenny in that job regardless of what happens in the 2024 qualifying because what's your alternative? It's the likes of a Trapatoni, a Martin O'Neill, a Harry Redknapp, some you know, some of like that that just comes in and goes out and will literally be telling you within six months these players aren't good enough. And that's not what you want. You want yeah. the manager to go in and go, I'm working with young players, I'm trying to play this way, they're gonna get used to it, it's gonna take a couple of years, and we might see it's a bit like Northern Ireland. Do you remember Northern Ireland were just atrocious and then they just stuck? Yeah. They just stuck and said, This is the fella. It was Michael O'Neill. This is the Michael fella. Yeah. Um Mick O'Neill was at Rovers and was brilliant at Rovers and, and took the Northern Ireland job. And he just stuck with him, and he just kept getting better and better. And this same squad stuck together for five, six years, and they were qualifying for you know for tournaments and stuff like that. And it was all off the basis of that. So, I think, yeah. I think, look, they're nowhere near where they should be or where they can be. But it's going. You have to take everything in in perspective when it comes to Ireland. Where you say to yourself, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm probably I just, still looking two or three years down, down it's, the road. It's just, we're just lacking one or two, you know, top quality players. Like, you know, Scotland have players playing the Premier League, Wales have uh, players playing the Premier League. And, I mean, that's that's what the difference is. That's why they, they start qualifying for tournaments. And that, that's what I, I, we just needed to click. And I'm sure. Well, all, all I was missing was a finish the other night, to be, to be honest. I just think yeah. what we've, done, we've looked at Belgium, for example, and we looked at the Dutch to, to a lesser extent, but more Belgium. Belgium have a similar population to ourselves. And, you know, we've been helped as well by the influx of, influx of foreign nationals into Ireland. And we've seen, seen a lot of African players coming through. And the pace on the break is, is helped by that. And now we're going to start seeing over the next 10 years a lot of Eastern European players, probably players from the Ukraine and Poland, coming through as well. It just helps us. The football culture in Ireland is developing into something similar as to what has happened in Belgium over the last 15, 20 years. That's what excites me. I mean, you've seen, yeah. I, I look at players like Ogbeni, for example, coming off the bench for us. And he, mm. he just looked a massive, powerful threat. Obafemi just looked unplayable. At one stage, two or three Scots just tried to hack him out of it. You know, for me, you know, we've invested in a system. And instead of set, instead of us chasing players and individuals like we have done for years and years, we what we I think through Stephen came we've said this this is the way we're going to play football, and good luck to you if you can get involved in it and if you can, if you fit in it, but this is the way it's going to be and it's just the way forward and we seem to be embracing and we have Stephen Kenny and whatever staff is around them to thank for that. I'm just really excited. Lazo yeah. says, no, I admire your passion, Pete, and I'd love to really share it with you. And I'm sure if we start putting results together and we start qualifying for things again, then I absolutely will. It's just, you know, no, like, don't get me wrong. Like, if he gets to if he got to Euro 2024, 20, whatever the next one is, right? And we're playing appalling football, I wouldn't watch it. The only reason I'd watch it is because someone's having a load of beers somewhere. In a, in a gaff and we just go and watch it for the crack but I'm not going to make it my business to go and watch it but I, I'd be under, I think if Ireland were to make Euro 2024 you know I know everyone knows what sort of football Stephen Kenny likes to play so yeah. you know you're going to turn up and go right we mightn't be as good as the people in the group but we're going to try to play football you know I'd rather teams lose playing football yeah. than scrape draws and maybe get into a playoff playing appalling stuff you know, and, and you're actually setting yourself up for a massive fire where you go to the likes of European Championships and you go, we're going to get fucking hammered here. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Laszlo yeah. says that was happening before Brexit. Irish lads were moving to England two years late, later already because of rule changes. According to Brady, that's killing the Irish kids going to England too late. Now, I disagree completely because I would say for every 100 guys that left Ireland at 15 to go over to England and play, I would, I would, I would say 80 of them don't make it. Yeah. And come back. Yeah, they should right. be going to Europe anyway. Uh, but 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 watch it. Yeah, they should be. But what you're seeing, they're starting to go to Belgium. They're starting to go to yeah. To play for yeah they're starting to go to other places. Yeah. But the thing is, like, if you look at the amount that were coming back, right? They were come and especially in the last four or five years, there's more coming back now, and they're making career moves where they say, "I'm going back to Ireland to play rather than playing League Two, because they feel it's as good as standard." If you go in Ireland, the Irish teams in Europe are getting better season on season, and then you can turn around and go back. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I, I couldn't disagree more because I think them staying in Ireland and even getting an education and going over there, if you're good enough at 18, you can go over there and play. You don't need to be there at 15 and get three years of, of training over in England to be yeah. good enough. Yeah. They're either good enough like or they're not. Evan Ferguson. Evan Ferguson, of everybody that's gone over the last two years, for me, is the best player. And everybody over there knows it. Evan Ferguson, will, for me, 
as soon as he breaks in, he's one of them like Bazinou that will stay in. You know, and it's exactly as you say. Get if you're good enough, you'll stay in the side. Even Brighton want want him to be starting. The problem is he's 16. I think he's only gone 7 or gone 17. But for me, you stick him up front in what what we've got now, and you've got somebody that will take and and and, and, and take chances. Well, for me, he's one of those jigsaw players. Well, I think I I think um, and I hope that he's given the time because I'd hate to see them go and go get someone that's just a you know. A manager that's been around bleeding 25 years and you're just going to throw him in there because it's a big name I, and i think the fai had to cut their cloth because of the way the fai has been ran for the last 15 20 years and you know they've fallen on this fella and just give him all the time he wants because the alternative is just <coughs> somebody that's been around the block 40 times comes in says all oh, these players aren't good enough makes excuses from the start and it all mm. falls down again so we'll have to wait and see mm. moving on um andy's loser of the week go on Andy <laughs> uh, yeah look I'm not sure what's worse the Empire the Cop Twitter which drew me to this uh, topic mm. or Gabby himself but um, 1.9 million fo- followers oh, fair play to them that's show business uh, <laughs> they uh, <laughs> they photoshopped the picture of Nunes with uh, Timbal and boots on his hands and feet you know mm-hmm. um, as uh, Gabby had claimed that he's the worst Sign in, in Premier League history, and Did that he likely you. Well, that's <laughs> what the Empire of the Cop headline says. I, I wasn't willing to do further investigations into the nonsense. You weren't but willing to click. No, okay. um, but they said he, whether he said in history or in recent times or whatever, that's what he said. Um, he cited him as one of the worst, and uh. He's like, you know, he said something along the lines of, uh, we, we look at Lukaku and say that he's he was wearing the Timberland boots. Um, but look, Gabby is just a long, the latest in a long line of idiots, um, you know, the contributors on uh, TalkSport. that he's absolutely a hate on a string is what he is. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't know. They, they seem to hate Liverpool. And, and probably him, after Klopp in particular, slated him. Um, it's a bit odd that, I just think that a fellow professional is laying into a very young player, Nunes, um, coming into a new country and, you know, with the time to adjust. Like, Gabby himself had a fairly un- uneventful career. Um, himself really and, fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now, now we need to oh, yeah. work on a bait <clears throat> radio uh, show to keep the wolf in the door. Uh, and Nunes is one of the most expensive strikers in Premier League history. Um you know, at the beginning of his career, you know, we we could be having completely different conversations about uh, new say if that chance came across his body and he, you know, the the Torres esque yeah, finish ever... he tried against Everton and it was saved by by um, uh, little arms. Mm-hmm. But I think those moments, Nunes just needs one of those to happen, and then his you know his Liverpool career kicks off of absolutely no about. Yeah, and that it's gonna shut the likes of Agbangahor up. But while we're waiting for all that to happen, there's people like him diving in him and he's look again, he's just one of the biggest idiots um on on radio, on TV or whatever at the moment. And that's just seems to the way the media has gone. Um that you just say something controversial. Here we are talking about it fair enough, but I think the media have a more responsible job than ex-professionals to be getting stuck into a young player who 
you know, is at the beginning of his career in the world at his feet. He does need that shit. And we certainly don't need Liverpool websites, uh, news websites, photoshopping Timberland boots onto his hands and feet. Mm-hmm. You know, these are supposed to be our supporters. No, but... Um, mm-hmm. And they're doing this carry-on. I'm going to hold my tongue for a minute. Um, mm-hmm. P, Gabby Agbonlahor. Yeah, listen, I've kind of... It's very difficult to disagree with everything that Andy says. You know, and, and it's it's a little bit churlish. In, in the fact that, you know, Klopp has picked him out. You know, Klopp is human. Sometimes I like when Klopp goes for people because he does it in such a way that he it, it doesn't glorify them, it doesn't highlight them, but it, it exposes their motives and and what they are. He embarrasses people so well. And obviously, Gabby can't get past that. And now has it's like a lot of them, they have the, they have this thing for Liverpool. And I don't know why, because, you know, in another... <coughs> not, because of sales. They're looking, yeah, but they're looking at the money that is being spent by Liverpool's rivals, and they're they they should be really rooting for what Liverpool are doing it doing it the right way. But you know, the green-eyed monster is very very difficult difficult to obey. I think there's a lot of satisfaction. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of you know wistful, um, shall we say, jealousy and, and regret in in some. I mean, Gabby Agbonahor himself had all the tools you need really to be a top professional, but wasn't professional about it. So it's, you know, he'd be looking at some of the lads today and he'd be thinking, you know, you know, I, 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 that should be me, that should be me. And it's obvious. So for me, he's just another loser with a microphone. I don't, you know, I don't, I mean, you, 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 you can pick them out. There's one at each club, you know, representative from each club. And they get, get them on that talk sport and they, you know, they say, they get the five minutes and they say, as Andy says, the most controversial thing that comes to mind, you know, about a very young player coming in, finding his feet. He's at the club about eight minutes, um, getting used to a very, very different style of play. They've absolutely, you don't, a club like Liverpool doesn't invest that kind of money in a player unless they've got a long term plan for him. It's not sink or swim, it's we will develop you. Remember how long it took Andy Robertson to get used to the way we play. I know it's different for a centre forward, but it's the system is the system, uh, you know, and people are talking about him being a flop. Give him, you know, give him this season to, to bed in. I've, I've no fears about about this fella getting stuck into us uh, for us. No problems at all. Let the let the media talk. That's all they do, you know. Um. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, listen, when Gabby or Gone the comes out and says stuff like this, there's no way, right way to respond. By staying quiet, you're allowing them to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And by responding to him, you're like, oh, you're, 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 you're giving your senses to him. So what are you meant to do? You meant to just sit there and let him have a free run over things. Mm. You can't. You have to answer him. And that's why he's there in the studio on his own with a set of headphones, giving all these opinions with nobody um, challenging him. You know, if you stick Gabby O'Guanlahar beside, I don't know, I'll have a go with it, um, or any other Liverpool-based um, outlet, and discuss this with him, I don't think Gabby O'Guanlahar will come across too well. He's not come no. across too well. Anyway, right? The algorithm with regards to uh, talk sport and Liverpool is itself. Simple as that. Say a load of stuff. People click it. People go mad. And no, not even people go mad. People point out how far off the mark you are. And, 
you know, then all of a sudden, oh, you're being, you're triggered and I still don't know what the word ratio means, but they say stuff like yeah. ratio. And, but I don't know what it fucking means, right? I know yeah. what ratio is in mathematical terms, but I don't fucking know what it means. In, on, How it applies online. to it. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, Liverpool-based um, outlets or outlets um, posting that picture is horrendous, um, in my mm. opinion. Um, by all means, give us the Liverpool news, have your opinion and stuff, but, but that was just uh, unbelievable. I've seen Haaland comparisons with... Um, Darren Nunes. Now, don't get me wrong. The sending off is his deal, and it sets him back in a massive way for me because I said it on the show we I done earlier. He's the first player, probably in this Klopp front line, where he's come in and the expectation on him is massive because they've broken up what was the the front three. Do you get what I mean? Like I said this earlier, mm-hmm. Diaz comes in, but he has six months of money, right there. Okay, Jota comes in. Expectations aren't massive. It's a bit kind of well, 40 million, and he gets the bed in but just finds his feet, and that's good. Salah comes in and they think he's going to be the backup to the front three, if you remember, Coutinho, Firmino, yeah. um, Mane, right? This fella's come in and they're like, no, no, you're going to be it. So he's the, probably the first signing up front for Liverpool where it has to all happen immediately, and the pressure is absolutely dumped on him, right? The sending off doesn't do anything for him. The Haaland comparison is madness. Haaland's on fire, don't get me wrong. He's a fucking brilliant goal scorer, but that's what he is. They're not Man City aren't playing football with Haaland. Man City are playing a ten man game and they're saying to him, Will you ever fuck off away from us and stand in the box? That's all he's being asked to do. He's not being asked to win headers, run, run channels, link play, nothing. Just react when the ball is near the goal, right? He's like, you know, when you played football as a kid and there was always a hatcher, as we call them, just hanging around the box, tapping the fucking in after all the hard work was done. But listen, Gabby Agbon has found his level in life. Right, mm. and it's not as a pundit because I don't think many pundits exist anymore, in my opinion. They don't exist, everyone says something for a reaction. Right, he's found his level now where he goes on to talk sport, he sticks the big cans on his ears, and they say something to him, and he goes, Oh, I'd have fucking you know, Steve Sidwell over Xavi Alonso, stuff like that. Right, <laughs> now I don't, he hasn't said that, but he is going to say something like that because his whole mantra when he walks into that room is. I need in the next hour or however long he's on air to say two or three things that are completely and utterly against the grain that you'd hope against fucking hope that he doesn't actually believe. But this is what I have to say, right? And that'll be my job done for the day. And I'll go off and all the clicks and that's my value to this company. And that's all it is, is value. Darwin Nunes has played about five games for Liverpool. He's had good games. He's had in different games. He's got sent off. He's walking his way into a team that... In fairness, I've looked a bit disjointed anyway. It's not like Liverpool are flying and he's missing loads of chances. It's a collective, right? And he's it's being pinned on him an awful lot. But mm. you can't you can't not respond to this guy. But at the same time, you have to look at it and go, I'm dealing with an absolute fucking muppet here when I'm responding. You have to you have to be just clearing your own mind what you're dealing with before you respond. And um, Gav. that's that's what I think of it anyway. Look, absolutely. You must respond. You know, as supporters, you have to defend your your club, your players. That's what the online fans should be doing. That's what we do at the ground is defend the players and support. So, although we know what the 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 guys are at, the clickbait um, companies are at, and I think they'll die a death eventually. People will get sick of them because they're all trying to outdo each other with their madness. Um, the stupider the comment, the more clicks and the further it goes. But um, I won't stop defending the club, whether it's against our own supporters who are being shitheads online, who I think get in the heads of the players and get in the heads of the fans and have a negative impact. 
and do the same with these assholes who are looking for attention. I don't really care if that's what they want. Um, because Nunez has to be defended. I think he's he's got off to a poor enough start, but it's not really his fault. Um, most uh, exciting signings that we've made over recent years with Klopp have kind of got the benefit of being um, introduced into the team slowly. But he had to come in because we had in, we had injuries at the beginning of the season. I think he would have really benefited just kind of took it in behind, coming on off the bench um, for Jota or Bobby. Uh, but unfortunately, he had to play the games and the huge pressure. And it, again, you know, the team are seem to be adjusting their shape and their, you know, not so much the formation is still the same, but but the approach to the games certainly looks different. Salah wider. And and that like as a as a net result you have um Darwin Nunes a little bit isolated and the pressure mounted on him. He'll come good, but he doesn't need sheer heads like at Bangalore or anyone in the media getting on his on his case and if and they do then we have to it, like, that's the reality of the world we live in. Yeah. You know, yeah. you and say, oh, to... I think they get fed up with it. They won't. It's only going to get worse and worse and worse to the point where you'll either get no, on board with it. People get fed up with it. Uh, yeah, they will, but the, the only way to, to to get out of your life is to either... You'll end up with the likes of Twitter being just completely full of mental people, right? Lunatics. And the people that go, oh, I'm not into that, they'll just stop um, They'll just stop dealing with it and they just go, I'm just knocking that off forever. Right, mm. and that's the way it'll be. It'll just be an, an absolute asylum completely. Like Reclaimer says, shit talk pays the bills. The more manic you act, the better you do. That's absolutely true because we don't get the views that other channels get, right? We don't get the reaction online that other channels get because I know us three here and everyone else that contributes know that you're not going to come on here and act, act like a fucking idiot. Um, it's just not going to happen. You'd be laughed at. You know what I mean? We don't, but we I, don't shout, we don't cry. No, but, I, but I've had we loads of people we, say we to me. But I've had loads of people say to me, just on an air in air kind of realm, right? I've had loads of people say to us, why don't you like have a big stand-up brow and shout mad stuff? And I'm going, but why? Mm. If no. I wanted to, I could just fucking get someone to do that every day, the same person doing it every day. They don't even believe what they're saying. And I can't sit there and talk to them. I just can't. So uh, that's the key. That's the key. Bang on what he's saying. That's the Come key. Here, even nobody believes what they're saying anymore. And that's the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 the shows are for guys like, listen, I'm not a fan of Mark Lawrence by any stretch of the imagination, but he made the point the other day that he was let go. And he's let go. Listen, I'm probably the only one that can say it, but the media is now a box ticking exercise, you know, where you have to have a certain amount of females, a certain amount of black people, a certain amount of all sorts of box t- So the, the boxes are ticked. And then what happens is, oh, listen, this is your agenda for today. So your agenda is, I hate Mohammed Salah. And if anybody, and the great glory is, if anybody says, for example, to, about one of the women that's ticking a box, oh, um, I, I can't believe what you said. Oh, so you're saying I'm not entitled to an opinion because I'm a woman. And this, they have it both ways. No, I, if that was me, I'd be on there saying, no, what you're saying is stupid. It wouldn't matter if you are white, middle-aged, haven't played in the Premier League against the likes of Mohamed Salah. What you're saying is it's not stupid because you're a woman. It's stupid because you're you being stupid. And this is the problem. Everybody is entitled to an opinion. But this, yeah, but this comes back. This comes back P two. This comes back P two. The way it is at the minute, regardless of what you say, right? If no one responds to you, it looks like you're right. And if everyone responds to you, it looks like oh, I've triggered people. So you can't. You yeah. cannot win. Um, but look, um, we'll I, honest to God, we'll never scream and shout and stuff. I'd rather be. An, I, I'm happy being an adult. I'm a middle aged like man at this from stage. Day, from day talk. one, 
we're, yeah. we're 10 years at this now and from day one we've always tried to keep it that it's you know measured balanced response to different things you know like like uh lads and girls would, would sit down and talk you know before a match or after a match nobody sits around in the pub after a match or, or wherever you go and shouts at each other and just shouts nonsense and and it's it's just ridiculous and i, I hope I hope people cop on eventually, um, and and stop. Um, but, they, but they won't. But that's clicking. Look, it's not about copping on. That's that's the era we're in. It it's not it's not about people copping on or being right or wrong. That's just the way it's built now. Like I, I'm completely no, yeah, no, okay I, with I, it. I get it, I get that. I it's get that. But ho- hopefully, as time goes on, it won't. Yeah. Well, how, do you, how do you how do you be like you know? I'd say um, the Arsenal TV is probably the, the catalyst for, for the, <coughs> the shouty nonsense. Mm. And, I mean, how do you get any more mad than to carry on on that channel? Yeah, yeah but, I, but what I would say is that the Arsenal, fan, Arsenal fan TV have gone, I agree with you, like everyone used to tune into Arsenal mm. fan TV because it was mad. But it's actually not as mad now. It actually has yeah. become more measured and studio settings and people having debate. And don't get me wrong, people will put stuff up, not only, the, not only them, because I don't really watch an awful lot of anyone. But they, they put stuff up and it will be to, you know, bang. You know, like people, I get emails, right? Honest to God, I get emails going, um, do you want me to uh, design a thumbnail for you? And I go, why? Oh, well, I looked at your thumbnail the other day and it wasn't it wasn't um, dramatic enough. Yeah. And I went, I'm going on to talk to two lads about fucking, you know, the price of crisps. How the fuck do I make this more dramatic for you? You know, oh, oh, your title wasn't dramatic enough. Yeah, but I'm going on to talk mm. about Liverpool 2, like, you know, Newcastle nil. you know, how or 2-1. How, all I can say was 2-1. What do you want me to say? Liverpool will win the league or something written on the front of it? Like, mm, I don't know, but listen, well, we've gone way off track, but Gabby Agbalnahar, Gabby Agbalnahar, continue to listen to him if you want, but I think the best thing to do is give him a measured, measure response and if you measure a response the chance that you won't get one back and then you know um yeah. where you stand with all that um that's a loser we're on to oh we're gonna go with andy's winner andy's winner what, what's andy's winner my straight into my winner yeah 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 <laughs> uh yeah the, win- the winner's the lfc legends nope. <laughs> yes. i can't believe you went there the weekend superb uh, well, I actually didn't watch the game live. I had I had something else on, but I I did get around to watching the highlights, and you know, um, I'm glad I did. Look, I I just think they they serve as such a great reminder of the past Liverpool sides, good and bad, you know, and it puts today's football and support experience into the context, you know, um, they you know they give the kids an easy opportunity for a family day out where mom and dads and our kids can sit together like it, it's a rarity uh, these days you're going to get to see uh, the first team playing in the Premier League um, you get parents get the chance to tell their kids all about players like Alonso, Dudek Garcia who were all on show the weekend and um, who else was there, uh, Maxi Rodriguez showed them how grateful uh, <laughs> um, we should be for our, our forward options at the moment Um when we had to showcase Triple H, Andre Vernon, and another player who played at the weekend, um, see how crazy Jimmy Girard was in the flesh, um, 
tried to explain how the fuck Stuart Downing got invited <laughs> to this thing. Um, honestly, though, uh, Xavi Alonso, if he wasn't managing, is the as Real Sociedad B team? Yeah, the B side. Well, he's gonna he's gonna take the fourth team pretty soon. Yeah. Um, if he wasn't managing, I'd ask him back out of retirement to to fill the. The, the void in the midfield because I love when that happens. I love when that happens. Gerard used to come back right at 40 <laughs> and he'd, he'd go boy like Franco Berlesi who's about 70, right? And uh, score, and people go, hmm, he could still do a job. <laughs> now, honestly, because Gerard has played in those and, and there's lots of players in it, and they, they put on a bit of timber and you can see the way they move, you know, yeah. they they just like they, they're more sluggish, but Alonso hasn't put. He's lost weight. Single pound of weight. Yeah, no, we know. Yeah, he's probably lost Fantastic weight. He's probably really human. looking after himself. Well, he's a really good, great human being. Uh, someone we should all aspire to. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, we were spraying the ball about exactly how he looked when he played for us when he was a when he was a younger player, and he looks more mobile uh, than some of our midfield at the moment. It was an absolute pleasure <laughs> to look at him. Yeah, uh, and um, no, it it's it's just. I mean, that's the type of football fan I am. We got quite nostalgic and look back and no see way. these guys turn up again. And it's a, it's I think it's all done for the LFC Foundation as mm-hmm. well. So something really good comes yep. from it too, um, that people benefit. Um, yeah. So that's my winner. Like, look, that that's what um, makes Liverpool so special is they they put on these things. I'm sure, like obviously, there's I'm, a Manchester United as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To be fair, for, and just for, to, to add to that, Andy, uh, Liverpool legend sent its side uh, to Richmond Park to play against St John Bosco, my club from from Drimnet. Um, uh, uh, one of the lads, one of the managers. September. Yeah, they they that passed away again. You know, they they Alan O'Hallan, I think passed on a message, and it was like, yeah, no problem, we'll be there as long as there's a couple of beers and it's for a good cause. Yeah. And they were all there, and it was apparently it was amazing. They played against three three different selections: a Keith Bourne selection, a Saint John Bosco selection, and a different le- legend selection that that was connected to the club. Again, Liverpool always, you know, interesting. Where there's a community of their fans, they'll go. It's just amazing. Just to back up what you're saying, mate. It, it is. It is amazing, and like you know, the whole LFC family thing, uh, you know, gets bandied or taking a piss, and you've got, you know. We joke about at the bottom reds who who really disrespect the the history of the heritage of the, of the club, and they just don't understand that this is what makes the club so special, the community and the fact that players when they come back they they really want to come back. Yeah, they do. they're not coming back to be making um, a fortune out of it, but they they're, they're coming back from all over the world. They're making nothing, as you say. They're making they're doing it for charity, and they're welcome back. You know, even the, the the less popular players who probably didn't do too well are players that never really established themselves. Like Robbie Keane only lasted uh, six months at the club, if even that. But he was fondly welcomed, you know, because a lot of the time it, it just doesn't work out for players. But they were loved and they were adored when they were at the club. And there's not too many uh, clubs around the world that you can kind of say that about. So I, I think it's a it's it's a good winner. Um not nothing like absolutely special. It's just a thing that that happens, and it's 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 great that it does happen. Well, cause totally. it is for the LFC Foundation, and you know, yeah. um, by them players coming, giving their time, and 
And not only giving their time, they want to be there. Like, you see the excitement in the ball when they rock up at the access centre. They're all looking around going, fucking hell, this place is deadly. Like, you can see yeah. Skirtle, who doesn't see the access centre. He's in he's in Melwood. Skirtle leaves Liverpool five, six years, whatever it is. And he turns up at the access and he's walking in going, you can see him looking around going, this is the business now, isn't it? <laughs> you know, and Melwood wasn't bad. Melwood was just just too small for them in the end for what they wanted to do. But you see those players, you see them coming out on the pitch and, and you know, um, I think Benitez might have been there at some stage. Um, but Kenny Daglish meets them. And you can see all the players, even Stuart Downing, mm. standing, waiting to, to greet Kenny Daglish. Like, you know, Stuart mm. Downing's a 40-year-old man now at this stage. You know, and that's the sort of thing. Um, Manus Subedi, I hope I've said that right, Manus Subedi says, the winner has to be Sidemen versus YouTubers. Raise decent amount of money and the football is okay. Yeah, I, I, didn't, see the, I didn't see the game. Um, I did see Mark Aubrey's wore a suit and looked fantastic in it in fairness to him um but yeah that's the sort of thing where i i've no issue with you know if, if you're out if you're out there and you know mark albridge is what mark albridge is right he's he's probably the best at what he is but mm. at the same time he, i think he's part of organizing what that was raising a huge amount of money for charity and no issue whatsoever absolutely if you can put what you have back into something where you make money for charity, like who's going to argue with it? Like you'd be, you'd be yeah. mad to. Um, but the legend stuff, <clears throat> I like watching them. I, I, you know, I'd be there and I'd watch it. But the biggest thing that comes out of it <coughs> is that they should probably do it once or twice a year. Like they have done it this year with United. They should link up maybe more and try to. For me, like you know, like a, a bit of a not a tournament on one day because you're restricting what you can do. But if you had the likes of Everton, even if you've done Everton, City, United. Um, Liverpool. Where would they get the city legends? I don't know. It'll be. It'll probably be <laughs> De Bruyne. It'll be a midfield. Um, but you know, if you even at them four and said, right, we're doing it over a six month period, and we're gonna do a bit of round robin, and we get eight games over, and you know, I think then you could it could really really kick on. But once it's for charity, I've like there's no issue with it. And for me, it's great, like you said, Andy, for younger people that. You know, would have heard the tales of Javi Alonso and, you know, um, Torres wasn't there, but Torres or, you know, all these players that go back and you kind of say, like, Fabarelio Vesterveld was there and he wasn't he? And he wins, yeah. he wins a treble with Liverpool. So all these, mm. all these younger players and I suppose adults seeing players that they really liked as well come back and play as nice nostalgia mm. as well. Um, Pete, what do you make of it before we move on? Love it, absolutely love it for me. It's, you know, and more for the lads themselves, you know, if you speak to anybody who's who's played, they'll tell you that they miss the camaraderie. They miss, you know, you can see it in the, as you say, you can see the buzz in them. Not just to, you know, yeah, to have a look around at the fantastic access centre, but to be with the lads again, play with, be with lads that you haven't seen in a long time. It gets, it's it's brilliant to watch. It's it's And, you know, the because the pressure's off, there's, there's no pressure on winning. Some of the boxes of tricks that come out during the games are just, it's a great, I remember a few years ago, going to Old Trafford actually to watch Manchester United against Real Madrid and Zinedine Zidane and Figo. Every single Real Madrid player that you would expect to turn up, turned up there. There were Roberto Carlos. There was one player there called Ruben de la Red who had signed for Real Madrid, but had a, a bit of a problem with his heart. And you could actually see I how remember much, him, yeah. Yeah, he was a great player. Just, you know, he was just unfortunate. 
you could see how much he just was loving being part of this amazing thing. And it was great to see. Great, It's always great to see it. And some of these lads are, as you know, real real players. You know? um, Laszlo says Mark Aubridge is a really sound, genuine lad. All that part of the stuff is just him playing a character. He's I've, I've no issue with what Mark Aubridge does. I've no issue with what anyone does because mm. I don't fucking watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have no issue with it. But Mark Aubridge is... ne- should never be confused with the these modern day shouty attention seekers. No, hold on. He's hold on. A, a totally different. Oh, no, you're not. not Mark Aubridge is, yeah. is an absolute businessman. There's no other way around that, right? And and I've no issue. I've no issue where anyone fucking does. You can do whatever you like because I don't watch. Genuinely, I, watch, I don't even watch air shows back. I don't very, very rarely listen to air shows back because I'm fucking How here. How could you watch me. yourself back? I you know, that's fucking... Right. No, but look, you know what I mean? Like, even even if I'm producing the background, um, I wouldn't go back and download it and listen back to it because I've heard it and I've edited it. So I don't, I don't yeah. actually listen to an awful lot of football stuff. I'm mad into crime stuff, to be honest with you. But I've no issue with what anyone does. But I just... What gets me is when when it, when people come along to me and go, you should do that because that'll get this and that. And I go, I don't want that. I don't want that. And if I went to all the lads that do all this stuff, and women that have been on, um, and said, well, Lord, with that, they'd all just go, would you ever fuck off annoy me? Um, and it just wouldn't happen. And that's that's the point I'm making. Go and do whatever you like. It doesn't make a yeah, lot of difference to me. I'm we've, too worried about um, me putting at the moment to worry about anything else. We, we, all, we all come on here, right, you know, after a match and after the excitement, then we relax and we calm down and you try and get your point across, or, you know, you know, to be articulate and and, tr- and try not to be uh, just an attention seeker. But we all have our mad moments. We've watched games together. We turn psycho like everyone else. Yeah. If we wanted to video ourselves watching a match, I'm sure we'd get loads of lovely likes and loads of lovely clicks and loads of lovely abuse on them. But who wants that? I mean, that's that's knee-jerk stuff. And people that are, are able to do that 30 minutes after a game or an hour, a couple of hours after a game or before a game, just in the middle of the week, in reaction to a bit of transfer news, they're just acting, you know? Yeah, so I'd like to see. I'd like to think there's a bit back, of integrity about us that it, we but never. But it goes back, Andy, to the realm that we're in, and 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 the way this thing is now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's certain, there's certain pressure points in these things. You know what I mean? There's certain pressure yeah. points in these things. And the pressure points right now are say this or do that or act like this or act like that. And if you if you want to do it, walk away. But um, it just it always I always kind of laugh when I see those emails come in going, you should do this, you should do that. You know, and I'm kind of going, well, it won't fucking happen. It simply won't. Mm. Do you know what I mean? As I always say, I don't care if there's five people watching this. We do it. We enjoy it. And that's it. Um, P. Yeah. Loser of the week. 14 Garrett's minutes. Hey, Garrett's okay. Hey, there we go. It's okay. Where do you start? Well, simple. Start from, from why he popped into my head. I don't think I've ever seen a man. No, it's a lie. But it's rare that you'll see a manager try to prove a point. That can't be proven. I mean, to 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 persist with somebody like Harry Maguire. I mean, Harry Maguire for me. If you pick Harry Maguire, you are guaranteed to concede goals. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know Nick Pope 
didn't cover himself in glory tonight. We, you know, we watched the game here, but it's clear that nobody around Harry Maguire has any confidence in him. Players that are playing against Harry Maguire are confident that something's going to happen when he's in and around it. So they're they're waiting for something to happen. And even Harry Maguire himself is a shell is is looks shell shocked. The camera goes to him. Do you remember years ago when Real Madrid would concede two or three goals when they had all them superstar players and the camera would pan to about five or six of them, David <coughs> Beckham, Figo, Zidane, you know, Carlos. The camera just goes to Harry McGuire. It's become a pantomime. Gareth Southgate is a poor manager and he knows he's a poor manager. But he, he seems to be choosing to be a poor manager by not doing that lad a favour and taking him out. At least Eric Ten Hag has chosen to take the guy out of the line. I wouldn't just take him out of the team, I'd take him out of the squad because the camera inevitably goes to Harry Maguire if Manchester United have a good moment when he's when he's not on the it goes to the bench. He needs to be completely removed from everything. Sent to Dubai for six or seven weeks. It's it's I'm beginning to feel really sorry for him. And that's one thing. The second thing, this whole nonsense about Trent, listen, I'm as a Liverpool supporter, I'm delighted that Trent Alexander-Arnold is not playing for, for England because you, you don't have the memes of, oh, you know, England have conceded a goal or they conceded a goal back in 1980. That's Trent Alexander's fault. I'm glad he's not there. So they can concede three goals at home and none of them are Trent's fault. And they can argue who which Chelsea player, which Newcastle player, which Manchester is. I don't care if there's no Liverpool fans and players in that, in that team. And, you know, just to... To persist with things, you know, sometimes I think in management, you, you see Klopp. Klopp came out and made a, uh, and I compared everyone to Klopp because Klopp is the benchmark for managers in my view. Guardiola is the benchmark for coaches, but Klopp is the benchmark for managers because he came comes out and he says things the odd, the odd time. Like the other week, and, a few weeks ago saying, listen, everybody was right, we need midfielders. That's something where you're managing not only your club, but you're managing other people's conversations about the club. You're managing things getting heated. When you're turning around, you're, you're having a moment of humility for whatever reason. And you're saying, listen, I was completely wrong about that. He might have a, a myriad of reasons for saying that, but he's done it. Gareth Selke just doesn't seem to have... To go on the camera after tonight and say, and take, oh, let's take the positives... We did this, we did that. We're great going for it. I mean, you have to watch Gary Lineker and people like that turn around and say, England, you know, we can't defend. You know, we're not, we need to focus on what we're good at, which is attacking. It's a nonsense. There seems to be this clamour to defend ineptitude. And it's part of this whole social media thing. I think you're right, Andy. But to turn around and not just say, listen, there are certain people that need to be taken out of the spotlight. I mean, we can talk forever about... I, I would have my views on why Trent is not in that eleven. You can't have a Trent in that back four when John Stones and Harry Maguire are in it for starters. But that's a, that's a, that's a different. I just Gareth Southgate is my loser because of his persistent attitude in doing the wrong thing. He seems to now it seems to be like a game. How long can I do this? And on one day, if one day I prove everyone wrong, then I'll, then I'm right. All it's just mind boggling. At this stage, Andy, how much loser are you? Gareth Southgate, Pete's loser. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, look, uh, Pete's dead right. Uh, how Harry Maguire um, is is rated by any professional or top manager is beyond me. But it, what you know, the the part that is for us is how um, how low we rate Trent Alexander Arnold. Now, I did get some of it last 
last time around because you know we wanted to eat England don't play like Liverpool you know Trent Alexander-Arnold isn't a right back as such he's playing in a very uh, specialised position in the Liverpool team where he finds himself sometimes ahead of the ahead of Salah or sometimes inside you know and he's a he's a creator England don't do that they don't have the team they don't have the players they don't have the manager they don't have the balls they don't play the high line that Liverpool do so you can understand he is a bit of a um, you know a round peg in a square hole for them but to be not included in the squad at all you know to be fourth in the pecking order you know behind the right back options they have but I looked at it tonight and you know only barely watching it but they did play five across the back am I right they played Maguire Stones yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah, Eric Dorr three, three, so three yeah. five two so five three two would played. that mm-hmm. yeah so would that not be the absolute ideal position for Alexander Arnold to play is in a right wing back if he's in a like a known familiar team I mean, he doesn't have to have he doesn't have massive a defensive duties, and he can do all the attacking and all the creating he wants. So, if if Forder emphasised the point about uh, Southgate not rating him, I mean, I kind of got it. Like when when it happened last year, and you know Neville done a lot of talking about it, and kind of you know he made a lot of sense as to why he wouldn't be fancied in in England back four, because. Mm-hmm. It's just they just don't have the midfielders that are going to come across. And I think Bellingham played in midfield tonight. And uh, and um, Royce, who played in midfield, who Royce, Royce, Royce yeah, good, good defensive midfielder. To be fair, I'm very disciplined. But on his on on what would have been trench side would have been Bellingham, who's who's more of a creative attacking player. So I would have got it, you know, if it was a back four. But um, no, I, I don't get it now. If that's the setup that England are going to be playing then it's kind of laughable that that Trent's not even got look there is quality with our players but to be left out of the squad altogether I hope Trent steps down for England while uh, Southgate is there and just concentrates on his Liverpool career well you, you see I have issues with, with Gareth Southgate um, going previous back to stuff with Trent Alexander-Arnold when he left him out of another squad didn't he and start you know basically saying, oh, well, if he gets better, he might come in. He's patting him on the head, and I was like, you're a fucking wanker, right? Um, he is absolutely fucking mute when Joe Gomez gets injured at international duty, which does my head in. Come out and tell us what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see, the t- getting away from the, the Trent argument, whether you should be in the team or not, Gareth Southgate picked players for that squad, right? And said he was picking them on form, which is completely utter bollocks. Right, because he was picking players there. Harry Maguire is not on form. Luke Shaw is not on form. Right, Mount is not in good form. Um, mm. Sterling and, and Kane are. Royce is being decent this season. James Madison, right? But, but hold on. But, but if you look at centre half. Tamari, Tamari mm. doesn't get a game in Italy where he plays every week and then's left out. Right, mm. so he's mm. lying to people when he says he's picking them on farm. He's not. What he's doing is he's picking his favourites because he can't get away from that core fourteen or fifteen that he wants to play with and substitute on and off. He cannot get away from it. He cannot <coughs> adjust to it. He's going to play that way. That's why you're seeing Luke Shaw again make an appearance. Right, that's the first thing. The second thing is if he's telling lawyers about that, right, and if you take him a face, even if you take him a face value, Trent shouldn't be in that England team. Should be in that squad. Yeah. He shouldn't have picked them because Trent hasn't been good enough this season it, to get into an England team. 
why is he picking Walker, Trippier, Rhys James and Trent Alexander-Arnold in the same fucking squad, right? It makes no sense whatsoever. It just reeks, right? reeks of indecision. No, what, listen, he Trent alexander is never going to sue him. I said it earlier, he should just hope that Selke has a nightmare, right? Mm. And at the World Cup and he's gone and someone will come in because I agree, to, I agree with the point that I've seen people saying, oh, I'm, I'm not surprised Selke doesn't really want to play Trent because he can't defend. What that bullshit? Trent Alexander-Arnold can defend, right? Mm. If he couldn't defend, he wouldn't be in that team from 2017 onwards and he's won everything in front of him, right? Liverpool have not carried a defender in that team for five years. It's as simple as that, right? Mm. So that's more lazy bullshit. Where but Gav, Ga- right? look, to be, I, but to be fair, Andy, that you could play him. England. You could play him if you were saying, I'm going to play a wing back. Right, your defensive duties are a little bit reduced because we've three centre halves. But the problem is you can't play him because if you're going to play Harry Maguire and Eric Dyer there, right? Stones is a good centre half, in my opinion. But if you're going to play them too, right, and you're going to play Bellingham in midfield that wants to go forward, and you're going to leave Royce in there in his own, you can't play Trent anyway. Mm. You can't play him. Reese James is playing as a as a wing back, and he's being always oh, the best right back in the world. He's not even a right back. He's playing in the five. They're playing, they're playing three centre halves, Gav. But they're playing. They're I know that. But Andy, yeah. may I tell you, if you went in there and you said, right, um, <coughs> in, just for argument's sake, England had Kanate, Van Dijk, and give me another great centre-half, right? And you yeah. said, there's a the three that are centre-half. You you could play anyone. Any, any fullback. Right? Yeah. Anybody. Because you know that they're not really, that them three are holding the back. Yeah, it comes down but to but the Maguire, Maguire is being picked for a reason beyond what's going on. I don't know. Right? Stones is good. Um, Dyer has been good for sports, but Dyer's been in and out and he's been in defensive midfield for England and he's been everywhere. And it, it, the reason Trent isn't playing is nothing to do with Trent can't defend. It's because mm. they can't trust Trent to go and influence a game going forward because of the people behind them. Arsenal done it for ages. They played Kieran Tierney as a left-sided centre-half in a tree because they couldn't trust their centre-backs. He was a really good defender and he needed him at centre-half because they couldn't trust the centre-backs. And that's that's what the problem is. Southgate is a spoofer, right? And, and you'll see when it comes to picking the squad, he's going to pick as close to the Euro squad that he picked. And, and you know what? I'd love, love, love to see someone go through a mad run of form, right? Come out of nowhere. Tony, 20 fucking goals in the next fucking 12 games, right? Like or whatever Madison, it is, right? Like right? Madison. Yeah, and, and then he doesn't pick him or doesn't play him and they fall on their arse because he cannot get away from what he has in front of him or what he's done before. He can't change system. He can't change personnel. And when he changes personnel, he thinks, oh, I'm weakening myself and he comes right back in. Foden, Saka, Kane... You know, all all in form, all in form, and he should be saying, "Forget about the Freddies we have there. Look at the strength we have here. We should be pushing on teams and trying to win games. Bellingham can do it all from midfield. Royce mm. is great in midfield. Why are they pulling these players back and curtailing everything that mm. they can do? Because he, he doesn't trust, and he, and he continues to pick fellas that aren't getting a game every week." He's, and this is what I'm saying. He's, and he's not doing Maguire. He's doing more damage to that fella, to be honest with you. It's incredible. I mean, the stubbornness and this, this English stoicism, and then there's just stupidity. I mean, that's what, that's what makes him such a loser. He's just stupid. A wise man picks up the phone 
to Harry Maguire. He's not even, I mean, he's not even your captain. Picks up the phone and says, listen, it's not happening for you. You need away from the game. You need to focus on what's going on in Manchester United. <laughs> and I know, where you're, I know what you're capable of. We'll look at it again in six months, but this is not going to be a Why? tournament. And you're talking about, but hold on. You're talking about game tonight. to Qatar. But, but hold on. You know, he goes, he goes into that. that game. He goes into that game tonight, Pete. That's a dead rubber. And he's mm. had a squad there, right? Henderson goes in, and I was fuming when Henderson went in, but yeah. I kind of realised now, do you know what, he's probably in there and he's training every day and he's getting, and he comes on tonight for a minute or two, right? He but, wants to play in the World Cup, Gav. Yeah, completely, and I, I, I get that, but I'm a Liverpool fan, and, and as far as I'm concerned, I don't give a fuck what England do, I want them mm. on the pitch on Saturday for Liverpool, right? Mm. Um, some people don't, but we're not getting into the Henderson thing, right? But <laughs> what I'm saying is, right, and the lawyers. He, he brings them in, right? He brings them in, right, to that squad, Tony, um, Tamari and others, right? When they get beaten at Italy, and this is a dead rubber, why isn't he turning around and saying to himself, do you know what, I'm going to keep seven of me 11 that I, I like, and I'm going to put four in. I'm going to put Tamari, Tony, Alexander-Arnold, and somebody else in there, and I'm going to play them. Because it's absolutely pointless what's going on with Tony, uh, Tamari, and Trent Alexander-Arnold. It's pointless what's going on. They've gone mm. into a squad, right? They're all playing football. Every week, they're picked on form, as he said, and then in a dead rubber, he still doesn't go away from what he does. And it's all because of his own ego and how people perceive him. Not the good of his squad, not the good of his players, not the morale, nothing. Gareth Sauke was picking his team tonight to try win a dead rubber so he can come out of this week with some credit, and that's where his issue is. It's not He's not looking to mould a squad, develop a squad, bring players in, make them feel good about themselves, none of that. There's players gone away from that squad now after those two games where they've lost and drawn, and they've turned around going, this is bollocks, right? Mm-hmm. In a dead rubber game. You see it in World Cups, team wins two games. Their, their last game, what did he do? They give everyone a game. They give as many as they can as a game because they know they're top in the group. This is a dead rubber in a fucking Nations League game that I don't even know what the out, what 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 the you know the purpose is. And he still picks nine. Is it nine of his eleven from Friday night? Gav, he said he actually said in his uh, pre post match interview that uh, the the idea was to give everyone a game. When and then they. I don't know. That's what he said over the two games, and then he was asked about Trent, and he kind of just, uh, you know, fannied around the point. Yeah. I think Tom, uh, Tom Boland was it in the comments makes a good point mm. that he's just a puppet for the FA, and he's actually yeah. not a decision maker, which is all they, which is all they ever want. Goes all yeah. the way back. I mean, back, backward FA, backward FA uh, views on things. You know, Trent is the is the one to miss out. Look. If, if you look at that game tonight, it's probably just as well he didn't um, play because he would have been the scapegoat for, for what went on. But he will continue to be, Andy, because if he goes to Qatar and England go into a game and they put Trent in, right? For argument's sake, Trippier doesn't make the squad because of injury, right? Reese James mm-hmm. goes down uh, during the tournament. Trent has to come into a crunch second game, right? And plays, and England draw the game. You know who it's going at. You know who they're going after. Oh, there yeah. you go. He's, for, he's, for, he's fully, um, you know... You know, we we should back him on his decisions because he puts Trent in, and what happens? We don't win the game. This and mm. this is the way. And again, I go back to this is the realm of football we're in now, where it's all reactionary and it's all. And he's told lawyers this week. He's told mm. lawyers about how he's picked the squad, players getting games, all this stuff, and he's done it all for himself. He's done nothing for nobody this week, Gareth Southgate. Mm. And I don't know why I'm getting so annoyed because I don't give a fuck how he does for England. But when I see. I just can't abide when they come out and say this stuff and you know they're lying through their teeth. 
And I yeah. feel sorry for the... Uh, and Trent is the most high profile. When I look at other players there, you know, like any centre-half in that squad can't be looking at Harry Maguire going, how is he Tomori, this? I mean, you're right. You picked out Tamori. A few lads that I know have picked out Tamori. Mm. English lads that I He's been raved about. He's a, he's a big, physical, quick, strong... He's everything that people pretend Harry Maguire is. Yeah. And he'd go in mm. there and he'd do, do a job. There'd be no mistakes out of him. Listen, there's no even explanation for it. It's uh, it's almost like, listen, I'm going to do this. doesn't matter how many mistakes he makes. It's incredible. If you went in there and you didn't know who anybody was and you just watched the games, you would go, what is this lad doing in an international squad? No pace, no ability to pass it out from the back, no organisation, no respect from others. Fullbacks panic when it's coming to him. It's just... Did, it, did did Harry Kane play the whole game tonight? Yeah. And did he play yeah, the whole game in Italy on, on, on the weekend? I'm not sure if he played the whole thing against right. Italy. It's, we played it's, the whole game. Because to me, like, again, you have to bring other forwards in. And what will happen in this tournament again is if Harry Kane goes down and you have to bring another forward in, they go, oh, well, that's why he plays Harry Kane all the time because these fellas can't do it. These fellas aren't being given a chance to do it. You know, it'd be, like walking, it'd be like walking into a job tomorrow and people go, you're just doing his job over there. Well, what is it? I don't fucking know. Just do it with you. It's it's mental. But look, we have to get out of here. It's gone 11 o'clock. I have to read a few ads before we go because I completely forgot in the middle, right? Um, so you can all turn off now and fuck off if you want. Um, so um, now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Um, it can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem-solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or how small. If you're thinking of getting a, giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. Convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online, where you can get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. When you want to uh, be a better problem-solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash daytrippers to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash daytrippers. IP Vanish is our VPN partner at the moment and they are offering 70% off VPN for a year. It's working out at about $34, which at the moment is about €34 Euro, or indeed £34 for the year. Check it out at ipvanish.com forward slash daytrippers. Protect yourself, protect your passwords. Um... When you're on your phone, your tablet, your laptop, even your fire stick, when you're streaming media, just it protects everything for you if you could log on to your VPN. So check out ipvanish.com forward slash day trippers and you're getting it for about, I think it's 24 hours, <coughs> somewhere between 24 and 28. Um, but that is that. And Paramount Plus are streaming all the Champions League this season. Every minute of every game, extra time, injury time, penalties, wherever it may go to in the end. But they are streaming every game. For the Champions League for the 22-23 season. Check them out on Paramount Plus. It's about $10 a month. And anyone I know that's got it has said it's very good. Um, Pete, anything else before we go? No, nothing else. Nothing else. It's good to be back. Sorry, I've been I've been away. Um, well, yeah, it's good to be back. Good to be back talking about sensible sensible things, definitely. Good stuff. Um, before I ask Andy anything before we go, in the show description, you will see a link to our show where me, Phil and Keith ranked the Liverpool managers um, from Shankly right up the clock. It was a good show. We really, really enjoyed it. Um, bookmakers.com, we teamed up to do that. So the link for that show is in the description and the link to the follow-up article by bookmakers.com. So um, I really want more people to watch that show because we had a great time doing it. Andy, anything else before we go? Fee, fit, shy. 
not sure. Because <laughs> no, you're you're just having withdrawals now when you're saying, no, I'm not getting it. And in a week's time you'd be going, What's the name of that club you were playing in? Pro clubs and we'd be all playing together. No, no. I nearly smashed the joypad up there um <clears throat> loads of times actually, but I stopped playing FIFA a few months ago. It was killing me. Like seriously. New Warzone is there on the sixteenth of November. Meant uh Troy's absolutely mental. So um no. <clears throat> no more FIFA, but loads of Call of Duty. I'm getting fucking brilliant at that again, by the way. Call it Modern Warfare 2, the new one. Uh, yeah, I'll get it. Yeah. yeah I haven't it. heard great things about some people have the beta version out now and they're, they're oh, worrying into it. A couple of lads are saying the, the beta <clears throat> version is deadly, um, but the, the, I don't. I, small maps don't do it for me. Um, Warzone 2 is out on the, I think it's the 16th of November, and I'll be all over that. And I'll be shy at it, but yeah. I'll absolutely have a ball playing it. Uh, me and Carl Forley. Yeah, now I've been playing a lot of uh, hardcore free for all. Uh, yeah. you're, you're and the new golf the game is out. New golf game is out in a couple of weeks as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll, have a go, I'll have a go. On oh, yeah, Xbox or PlayStation, boys? Uh, Xbox. Nice. Xbox. But the Call of cross-platform anyway. Call of Duty's cross-platform. The FIFA, I'm not too sure if it'll be, but it's yet, next no. year. And the golf, um, don't think it's cross-platform, but I only no, play with so. people I know anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Kev said he's playing FIFA 23 now and it's cracking. It doesn't make a difference, Kev. Andy says no. All right. No. Um, Bring back Pro Evo <laughs> circa 2002. No, 2008. 2008. Nah, OSS um, Superstar Soccer Deluxe yeah, on the Super no, Nintendo. The was the Adriano. Remember that Inter team? That yeah, was it was um, Pro Evolution 6. Unbelievable game. That was 2008, was it? Um, Six, maybe seven. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, um, Ibrahimovic and Adriano. <coughs> Adriano was on the box. Yeah, remember that. Um, yeah, Bobby's wish to walk. As Laura says, so close on Bobby's wish to walk. Um, yeah, listen, six thousand two hundred or something along them lines. Um, but it's really, really close. So if you can share the link, it's in the description and all that stuff. Thanks a million for watching, uh, winners and losers. Thanks to Andy. Thanks to Pete. Thanks to everyone in the chat. It's been another cracking show we've nothing on tomorrow night um, Wednesday night we have a draft that Keith's in charge of I know me and Matt from Canada are involved in I'll get one more person to do it and Keith's just going to make evil rules uh, Thursday will be the um, viewer's voice Friday will be Premier League forecast Saturday is full time Reds out of the Brighton game and Sunday is the Fatback 4 that is it I promise over and out Podcast Network.